Welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. I'm your host, Jessica. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I didn't do a whole hell of a lot, to be honest with you. (laughs) It was really crappy weather where I live, so uh, Coco and I just kind of hunkered in this weekend, which sometimes you just need those kind of weekends, right? So... Let's see here. I decided to kind of do a random pop five today. Uh, I was going through my Blu-rays and I noticed I don't buy a whole lot of them anymore, but I kind of noticed the ones that I bought in 2019 and I haven't done a best of 2019 movie pop five yet because I haven't watched near enough of the really good movies. So I thought, though, it might be fun to do my pop five Blu-rays that I bought in 2019 because I don't buy, like I said, I don't buy many Blu-rays. So if I buy it, that means I really like it. So why don't we just get going? All right. Number five, Booksmart. On the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. Little trivia. The first draft of this script was written in 2009, so it took 10 years to get it to where it was. That's crazy town. Uh, Olivia Wilde, who was the director encourage the two lead actresses to spend time living together to really build up a rapport. The two ended up being roommates for 10 weeks. You know, and you can tell that because they seem to genuinely like each other. So I thought either they're really good actresses or they actually do like each other. So it's good to know it was true. For me, both of the actresses are so good in this movie and it made me belly laugh so many times. I don't know. It just kind of has everything. It has a lot of humor, dirty humor, but also heart and sadness and, you know, just all that. It's a great buddy flick, but it's nice to see that it's women this time instead of guys. And it kind of bums me out because I don't think it's gotten as much love as it deserves for the award season. I think it deserves a little bit more, but honestly, not many of the movies I like do get much love. (laughs) for the award season, so I'm not totally surprised. But if you're looking for a best friend flick, this is definitely one to check out. Number four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 Los Angeles. Some trivia, Brad Pitt ad-libbed the line, You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget that. Pitt based that line on an actor who told him the same thing when he was a budding actor in the early 90s. Also, Quentin Tarantino described Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt as the most exciting star dynamic duo since Robert Redford and Paul Newman. And honestly, I agree with that. I think their chemistry was fantastic. And I think it was just fun to see two huge stars acting together that we really never have before. So that alone was pretty exciting. So totally honest, the movie is kind of (laughs) long and you do just watch a lot of mundane stuff, but I didn't see it in the theater. I just only watched it at home. And so when you're at home watching it, it really doesn't seem that long. And 
Maybe that's because you can kind of do other things while you're watching it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Coco and I were really into it. We really enjoyed it. And the ending is crazy. Okay, I will not spoil it. I promise if you haven't seen it. But you should watch it for the ending alone. <laughs> like seriously, it is like a completely different movie. The last little chunk of that thing. Like I can see why Tarantino begged people not to give it away because it's just, yeah, it's out there. And you know what? Tarantino is weird and has his own style. But the thing I really love about his movies, and this one goes right along with that, is he is such a lover of pop culture. You can see that in his movies all the time. And in this one, there is no shortage of that. So, of course, hello, pop culture crush, pop culture fanatic. So, yeah, I'm a Quentin Tarantino fan. Number three, Teen Spirit. So just a little thing. This is not a huge movie. This is a very small movie that came out. But I really want to give it props because I don't think anybody's talking about it. And it makes me sad. So I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Violet is a shy teenager who dreams of escaping her small town and pursuing her passion to sing. With the help of an unlikely mentor, she enters a local singing competition that will test her integrity, talent, and ambition. Driven by a pop-fueled soundtrack, Teen Spirit is a visceral and stylish spin on the Cinderella story. This is such a small film that there wasn't really even much trivia. Uh, the only trivia was that it was the first, it was done by a first-time director. And I don't even know how to say his last name. I'll try. It's Max Mangella or Mangella. And like I said, it kind of makes me sad nobody's talking about this film. Elle Fanning is amazing. The director makes this whole movie look like a music video. Like, I just kept imagining, yeah, just the whole thing, I kept imagining it as a music video. And here's the thing. I love a good underdog movie. So this hits it right on the head. Plus, I love music and... This has a lot of great music. Elle Fanning's a pretty good singer. Like, I have to give her props for it. I will say, this is probably the movie out of these top five that I've watched the most. Just because, you know, it's easy to watch. And it's great to watch. And the music is great. And it looks great. And yeah, I just, I can't say enough about it. It's, I can see why it's not up for any awards. It's not like this grand, huge movie. But I think you should just check it out. If you like music, if you like Cinderella underdog type stories, I think you'll dig it. So definitely check it out. And I hope this director does another movie because I think he's talented and I think he definitely has his own look and I would love to see what he does with it. All right. Number two, John Wick chapter three. <laughs> John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild, and with a 14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hit men and women everywhere. Some trivia, Halle Berry broke three ribs while filming the movie. I don't doubt it, because if you haven't seen it, she does a lot in this movie. Halle Berry also had to learn dog training during the production. She spent six months learning how to train dogs. Again, if you haven't seen it, one of her biggest fighting assets is her two German Shepherds. I think they're German Shepherds or like a variation of a German Shepherd dog. But 
That's the visual I can give you. So I can see why she had to do that. Also, Keanu Reeves began training for this film four months before filming because this movie is crazy action-packed. So I don't doubt that at all. I was instantly hooked with the original John Wick. I have always enjoyed action movies, which you don't always equate girls liking action movies, but I have, like always. And maybe it's because I have three older brothers, so I watched a lot of action movies growing up. I don't know, but I'm really into them. So this just like really hit it out of the park for me. I didn't see it when it first came out. Coco showed it to me a while after it came out. I'd always heard about it, but I never watched it. And I, like I said, I was hooked. And for me, it's rare to find three movies in a series that are good. Usually there's like at least one that's a dud. But now one is still my favorite. I mean, the OG will always be my favorite. But we rewatched all three recently and they still stand up on their own to me. Like each one I enjoyed for different reasons. So again, if you haven't watched these, if you are into action, you have to watch these films. This is definitely a movie I'm going to rewatch again and again over the years. And I am so freaking excited that there's going to be a fourth one. So hopefully as long as Keanu Reeves can keep getting beat up, we'll keep getting these movies because I'm all down for that. All right. Number one is Avengers Endgame. (laughs) After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos' actions and restore balance to the universe. Here's a little trivia for you. Shot back-to-back with Avengers Infinity War over a period of 200 days. Robert Downey Jr. once told Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, they're the directors, about how one of his children said, I love you 3000 to him. The directors liked the phrase so much that they decided to include it in the film. And I thought this was a pretty fun, I just kind of added this one in, I thought it was pretty fun. When Avengers Endgame passed Titanic's box office total, James Cameron sent a congratulatory message to Marvel Studios on dethroning his film, with a photo of the Avengers letter A being the iceberg that sinks the Titanic. (laughs) I don't know why that just, I think that's cool because I would expect James Cameron to be like pretty pissed about it. So I love that he did something like that. Now, some of you might think it's cliche to put the big giant blockbuster movie as my number one, but I had to, like I had to put it as my number one. This movie had me hooked from beginning to end. Plus, I mean, come on, this is like the end of an era. So how do I not put it as my number one? And you guys know me. I am all about nostalgia. So this had to be number one. I don't cry at movies. I never have been a crier at movies. And so this one almost got me, though. I will say this almost got me when it ended, like when the credits rolled. And I remember Coco and I went and saw it at the theater and everybody just sat there for a while and just kind of took it all in because I think we all felt it. We all felt that like this is the end of something. And yeah, so I had to put this, plus it's just so epic. Like it's just so good. So that's my number one 
Pop 5 Blu-ray that I bought or got, I guess, in 2019. So tell me, what Blu-rays did you buy in 2019? Like, what was a movie you loved so much, good or bad? It doesn't have to be like one of these, you know, award-winning movies. What ones did you like so much that you bought, like, for your collection or had someone get you for, like, one of the holidays? Let me know on social media. I'm all over the place at Pop Culture Crush, Pink Background, Black TV. You can find me. So come tell me. And I hope you have an amazing week. And we will be seeing you on Friday. Bye!